it's important to know that like you think that the generation before ruined you, Mm -hmm. right? You want to blame all this stuff on your parents because they just don't understand. And then it's important to know that as you get to a certain age of wisdom and experience in life, you begin to then think that the generation after you is ruining everything that you worked so hard to build. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Push Podcast. What, 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 what? This is episode number 19. And today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. It's titled, Why Age Really Does Matter? Understanding the Five Living Generations. Dang. Five living generations? Five. That's crazy. Yeah, so we're going to break them down for you and tell you why this matters. I mean, this matters for a lot of reasons, but we want to make sure that as you're moving about your life and interacting with people that may not be in your age bracket, that may not have your same beliefs, that may not have been raised historically like you, we want to make sure you're being nice people. (laughs) Yeah, not only that, I think there's a lot to be learned from the different generations. There's different things that each generation has gone through, that has experienced, that has shaped the way they see the world. And paved the way for you. Yeah, and I think there's times where we either ignore or we basically denounce or maybe even sometimes judge and make people feel like, hey, your generation is worthless. Right, or you're Uh, done. (laughs) You're out of here. And so I think that if you have parents, if you have grandparents, if you have people you work with. If you have children, you need to listen to this episode. Absolutely. So let's dive in really quick. So we are Gen Xers, just in case you didn't know. We MTV are from generation. Gen X. I'm sorry, what'd you say? MTV. MTV. I thought you said ATV. Okay. We what? are children of boomers. Are you going to chime in? I felt like you had a jingle every time. No. We are siblings to millennials. Mm-hmm. We are grandchildren to the silent generation. Yeah. And parents of Gen Zers. And we are also employers and leaders of millennials and Gen Zers. And in some cases, boomers. In some cases, boomers. Yeah. Yeah. There was a silent. And I got to tell you, I hate the term silent. Like when I first heard it, I was like, are we calling them silent because they're old and they shouldn't have a voice? (laughs) And that's not the truth. The truth is, is they're considered the silent generation because that was the generation that was taught that children should be seen and not heard. Right. When I heard that, I was like, mind blown. That's totally true, right? So if you have like an older grandparent that's in the silent generation, they're looking at your badass kids like, oh my God, you don't know how to take care of children. And if that's you with the badass kids, then you're probably a Gen Zer or a millennial And you are super into parenting way different than your silent generation grandparents, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that when you see silent generation people that are obviously still healthy and doing really well, 
you can see some of those values still come out. Like they just don't understand why your kids can have a back and forth conversation right. with you. Why about is that days. kid talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> why is it breathing? Right, right. Why is it on that iPad so much, right? right? So before we dive in, though, we definitely want to take some time. In episode number 17, we asked you guys to leave us some rates or reviews. Let us know if we're serving you properly, if you're excited, if you love the podcast. This helps us get better at serving you. It helps us connect with you better, and it helps us find guests, Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about in the upcoming episodes, but find guests, find topics, just things to help you push through life. So we want to shout them out really quick. First winner of a pusher t-shirt is going to be for Lisa Shepard. She's the owner of Sweet Addictions Bakery in Georgia. She's a Georgia peach. She said, the Push Podcast is really for everyone. If you're looking to grow and get your life in order, Janelle and Eddie are the ones to guide you. Super thankful for that. She said, what sets this podcast apart, aside from Eddie and Janelle, is that they will give you lots of tools to get unstuck. Love Love that, right? Yeah. Next is SX Hulk, which is Sato. Yeah, shout right? out to Sato. Yeah, he's one of Eddie's co-workers. He's a mountain of a man if you've ever seen him. So I love guy. Sato. He said, I was sharing this episode. I was sharing this tonight with Eddie, probably at work. My nine-year-old son decided to give out personal info online, and I confronted him about it. And he lied, that Ooh. little bastard. Just kidding. <laughs> and he said, so I confronted him. I was ready to saw-saw him. If yeah. you guys are Samoan, that's spanking. And Eddie has been talking about saw-saws <laughs> lately. And so, Sato, thank you for that. Well, because um, I heard Jessica saying that to little Logan. She, right. He was acting up. She's like, you want me to saw you? <laughs> so like, he said, I appreciate the Push podcast. It hits home. And I love the Copeland. So, Alofa, thank you so much. Next is iCandy426. My friend Rachel recommended this podcast, and I love her even more. You guys, give the gift of the Push podcast, yeah. please. So thank you so much for your rating and review. Keep your talk. story is unfolding beautifully, and it's truly inspiring. Keep on pushing me. I'm ready to go where I didn't think I could go. Love that. Absolutely. That's and great. then we have Almond Disiak. Hey, Eddie and Janelle, great timely episode for me and confirmation that I need to continue to work on being more aware of how I communicate with others. Well, let me tell you something, friend. This episode is for you because we're going to dive into some really good communication skills. And I think when we uncover why each generation was brought up the way that they were, it will help you understand why they've developed some of the thought processes, some of the perspectives that they have, and hopefully will give you a greater respect and understanding for interacting with these people on a daily basis, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So how did this come to us? Number one, I was getting my tires done recently. I well, had them before all- you start, just really quick. Okay. Uh, for those are our winners. Make sure you DM us on the push underscore podcast on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. And give us your shirt size and we'll get you that shirt. Yeah, we'll get it set to out sure. to you. Thank you. So I went to a tire place locally, which I love. I'm debating right now on whether to shout them out because I became friends with the owner. But his father. Yeah, protect the uh, the names. Who is a silent, <laughs> originally owned the tire place. Right. So his son, who's a Gen Xer like us, now kind of slid in and it's his place. Only thing is, is his dad works there on Thursdays. So I had an issue with one of my tires. I've been going to this place, you guys, for a decade. They give amazing customer service. I always tip the tire guys. I bring them cupcakes. I send everyone to this tire place. I feel like it's going to slip and come out. (laughs) And I feel like I should tell them. So anyways, I go and one day it happens to be a Thursday and I get the daddy owner, the, Mm -hmm. the senior, the silent. 
And he's lucky that I study other generations <laughs> because he was very condescending with me. Yeah. He was very snappy with me. He was definitely belittling me as a woman. Mm-hmm. He was exaggerating what I was telling him. And I was like, oh, this guy's so lucky that I understand why he's treating me like this. Not only that, but in the context that he has owned a auto repair or tire shop, right. like it, that's kind of a in a male dominant right. uh, industry. So just And I think back in that, the day, yeah. you know, the wives would send their husband to go take care of stuff like that right. cuz you want to chat with the guy at the tire shop and you know the husband does right. that on a Saturday. Well, sorry to tell you sir, it's 2020 <laughs> and I'm an independent woman and so I took my car, told him the little bit that I knew about what was happening with my tire and he just was really rude. Right. And so I was like looking up into the sky, like, is this really happening? Well, his son luckily was there, saw, and then he kind of handed it off over to him. And I told his son, I said, I just want to tell you, that must be your dad. And he said, yeah, it is. I said, he's lucky that I understand his perspective and why he's treating me like this, but most customers are not. And so that's kind of the point of this episode. Lastly, I want to tell you, when you walk into our home, one of the first things you see is this beautiful frame, and it's got five generations of the women in my family. So it starts with my great-grandmother, Jean Fiji, which was born February 4th, 1925. That would make her 95 years old, but Mm -hmm. she passed away in 2008 when she was 83, When she was living up until 2008, we had five generations. So it was my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, me, and Jordan. And so it's a beautiful frame. I'm going to share it with you guys to see. This is important on so many different levels because if you're leading millennials or Gen Zers and you're constantly complaining about how the newer generation doesn't have good work ethic or... If you're Gen Zers, like our kids, you might have listened to that episode. They feel like boomers are a little out of tune sometimes and they say things that are inappropriate. I will say as I get older, I care less. (laughs) Don't you agree? Yeah, I think that you get to a place where you are starting to step into like who you are and you just kind of start accepting. You kind of start narrowing like your tolerance for certain things. Like you just kind of say... One, you don't care about what people think less. As you get older, you care less about what people think. And then well, you also start to think longer and your right. experience is like you realize what's important and what's not. Yeah. And so it's a part of it is good and a part of right. it could be too much where you start to think the way you live life is the right way to live life. Right. Like the gentleman at the tire place, mm-hmm. he's been living a life a certain way. He's had communication and relationships with women a very specific right. way for 60 years. Right. Right. And you coming in as alpha woman wanting to, you know, be independent. And he's like, I don't even, you're like an alien. Like I don't talk to aliens. And so (laughs) I'm going to treat you like an alien. (laughs) True. And so I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I also remember a story my dad was telling us recently. He said, you know, like back in the day when people traveled and you got on an airplane, women would put on stockings and dresses and skirts and a hat and gloves. And it was like, a prestigious thing. And so I realized at that moment through his storytelling that if you are one of the silent generation folks, some of our elders, you could look at the younger generation and say, y'all get on an airplane in sweatpants with face masks. You don't take this seriously. It's a luxury because it's so cheap now, right? Yeah. And so there's this delicate balance of Just so we're clear, every one of us is going to graduate into being an elder at some point in life. 
And you will eventually probably get phased out because Mm -hmm. the younger generation, if they don't learn how to accept and admire and want to learn from your generation in a loving and open way, then at some point you will get siloed and pushed into this box of, oh, she's old. She doesn't really know what she's talking about. She doesn't understand relevant times. And it's just so sad. So we want to shed some light on that today. Yeah. And it's interesting when you think about like the silent generation, if you see a silent generation person walking around, what's very interesting, especially for males, I can just speak from what I noticed, is they're always really well put together, whether Mm -hmm. they have either some type of slacks or pants on with a belt. It could be like Saturday, 2 o'clock, and they've got a button-up collar shirt. They are sharp at Barnes & Noble (laughs) on a Saturday. (laughs) And so like, there's still that traditionalist kind of like, hey, but if I'm stepping out of the house, I'm going to be kind of well put together. This is how I present to the world. I still and- get handwritten letters from my grandmother, yeah. who's a silent. So before we continue, let me give you the age brackets so that you know, because would you agree? People are always talking crap about millennials. And most often, this is so funny, you guys. Most often, it's the boomers that are talking crap about the millennials. And the boomers, y'all are their parents, right? Mm-hmm. And what you don't realize is millennials are about 40 years old right now. (laughs) So if you are looking at a young person and you are complaining that they spend too much time at Starbucks and it's too busy when you go in there or something, that is likely Gen Z. So let me break down the ages for you. So while you break down the ages, I'll kind of break down like what they went through a little bit, like just a couple bullet points. Okay. Yeah. Well, the silent generation is currently 76 years and older. Can I tell you really quick some of their aspirations and like their attitude and then you can talk about what they went through. So their aspirations when they were younger were home ownership. Mm -hmm. That was like the American dream. dream. Right. So think like post-war era. Yep. They wanted nothing more in life than to use their, what is it, a VA loan and to buy a home because that was the American dream. Right now, their attitude towards technology is that they're largely disengaged. As far as consumption patterns, they waste not, want not. They're Mm -hmm. very simple, right? I'd say kind of a little minimalistic. And then their signature products were automobiles at the height of the auto industry, space programs like NASA, and vaccinations became a big deal when they were younger. Yeah, and this is the group that went through or were children during the Great Repression and Depression. (laughs) (laughs) They went through World War II. They are very disciplined. So that's why they work. They wear collar shirts and slacks when they go out on a Saturday afternoon. They have a lot of workplace loyalty. So this is kind of jobs or for life. The Industrial Revolution has kind of really set in. You start to see the Ford and you see all of these big companies start to actually come together and you see a lot of industries being created during that time. So they create a lot of loyalty because that was giving them a life, especially after the wars. And so you think about this generation and what they went through and how they view money and how they view relationships and how they view marriage. All of that has to do with what they went through. So that they time. literally embody willpower, loyalty, respect, mm-hmm. largely due to military backgrounds. Right? right. So I think when you understand this and you hear them maybe jump into current affairs and political debates, you can better understand, well, they likely have a military background. Military was a big deal when they were younger. They likely stayed with a job for a really long time. They likely have been in the same marriage for a very long time. So clearly just out of the gates, if you are 40 and younger, you probably have a lot of differences. You might be on your second or third marriage. Boomers had an issue with that in the 80s. Y'all are on like your third marriage. 
and you were children of the silent generation. So this right. is why you don't get along with your parents, right? Right. And they were super patriots. So if you live in, in America, obviously it was the World War II, which was highly supported, very different than like Vietnam, which the, the boomers kind of went through and we'll kind of go through what they went through. But that's why you'll see a lot of people from that generation really support America, have hats right. on, no matter what's going on in our country. Right. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about Trump. It's about like, we just want to be patriots. Right. That's why they're flying flags. Yep. Right. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the baby boomers. Baby boomers currently in 2020 are 55 to 75 years old. They went from individual manual labor to mechanical mass production, mass employee factory jobs, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Right. They are collectivists. They believe in team. So this is where like our parents' generation, I remember them being in unions, mm -hmm. right? All about Teamsters and yep. things like that. So they believe that you work hard, there's seniority, you do a good job, and then when it's your turn, you get promoted. They're very into job security. Their careers are defined by their employers. Mm -hmm. And they're early adapters of technology. They think that phones are for making calls. That's right, it, right. right? And as far as like consumption, they spend a lot of money on leisure and health, healthcare, prescriptions, vitamins, keeping themselves young, which is great. And then as far as signature products, they loved drive-in movies. They had typewriters. They smoked a lot of damn cigarettes. They had door-to-door -door encyclopedia salespeople. We used phone books and Thomas guides and stuff in their generation there were payphones and newspapers. Clearly, right. most of that stuff is not around anymore. Yeah, and they were growing up in a time where the world was changing. Technology started to really take heart. We started to land on the moon. And civil rights and, and social points of the world, civil rights and women's rights started becoming right. something really big. This was probably the defiant generation, especially in America, that said, we don't want this Vietnam War. You had the rise of hippies and you had the rise of music that was very socially uh, conscious. <laughs> weed. And so this generation is a generation that kind of set the tone, I think, socially of like, hey, this is what freedom of speech really looks right. like. And so another reason this is important for us to kind of understand each of these generations, and don't worry, we'll get to you in a second. But it's important to know that like you think that the generation before ruined you, mm -hmm. right? You want to blame all this stuff on your parents because they just don't understand. And then it's important to know that as you get to a certain age of wisdom and experience in life, you begin to then think that the generation after you is ruining everything that you work so hard to build. Yeah, but in fact, they're actually shaping. And they're making changing, it better right. for them. Right. right. If you can be objective. Right. right. And so this is kind of the plea and call to action for you as a listener Regardless of where you're at, I believe that you should never stop learning about the upcoming generations after you because they keep you fresh. They keep you engaged. They keep you excited about what's to come. And it's really easy to see that if I'm a silent or a baby boomer, I've been on the planet for a long time. Now you start to see the world change. I hear a lot of boomers all the time talking about how terrible the world is. I'm like, mm, is it? Or are you just looking at it from a different lens? Yeah. And I think if you really look at that and say they paved the way, when you think about what the boomer generation did, is it really fought for women's rights, mm -hmm. right? It also fought for equality. We probably wouldn't be married if it wasn't right. for the boomer generation. Yeah. And so although they have flaws, that generation really made a change for the world. 
preparing for the generation that came right, right. after. But I think you need to know as listeners that this game of life we play is a relay run mm -hmm. and you need to at some time, at some point, pass the baton to the younger generation and entrust that because you raised their little asses, they have some dignity and respect and morals that are going to continue to shape the world in the way that the world needs changing, not right. in the way that you may agree with see fit or not in a way that may have not worked when you were younger, but in right. a way that works for them. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second. So now let's talk about Gen X. This is us. So right now <laughs> we are currently 40 to 54. So we're on the cusp of that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. There are things that our baby boomer parents do that we understand. We understand loyalty in the workplace. Right. We don't necessarily agree with unions, but we understand it. I was on the picket line many times when my mom and dad were on strike because right. they were in a union when I was younger. So I get it, right? So Gen X, we are 40 to 54 years old. We believe this was the first generation that believed in work-life balance. And this is one why of is the that? things we struggle <laughs> hard with. Let me tell you why. The baby boomer generation was the first generation where women started working outside of the home. Mm -hmm. We came and we took that to a whole nother level. And it was female empowerment. And we were like, we can earn our own money. Right. We can get divorced if we want to. Well, the baby boomers paved that way, yeah. right? But we know that we have options. We also have to pull our weight. We also have to be independent. Lots of things for women. And I think it was the first generation for the Gen X that had to be really independent because we were most latchkey kids because right. we were left at home. It was kind of the first generation of kids that were left alone at right. home watching MTV, listening to rap music. And it really is changing uh, kind of like how we operated. And I think that when you look at a Gen Xer, you will find that there's qualities that are very independent and very about capitalistic right. activities. So like let me explain money. something to you. The silent generation, again, 76 and older, they went from farm jobs and craftsmanship and artisan, right? Mm -hmm. And then the baby boomers were like, ah, we're flipping the switch on this. We're going to do manual labor. We're going to be mechanics. We're going to have mass production factories and stuff. Right. And there was mass employment. Well, that's why they believed in loyalty, union, seniority, right? So then Gen X comes along and we're like, F this. Right. So we go to corporate careers. We start to become entrepreneurs and we get into financial wealth building. We become focused on investments, the stock market, and all of that stuff started to shift, right? We're the blame for the crash in right. 2008. We get greedy. <laughs> Here's some of our characteristics and behaviors. We're materialistic. Yeah. We're competitive. And we're individualistic because we believe we're self-made. Yeah. So most of us were latchkey kids. We didn't come from a lot. And we're like, shit, I built this, mm -hmm. right? Which is true. Right. When it comes to being materialistic, I agree. We got handed off from our grandparents and our, our parents. You got to buy a house. You got to buy this. But we wanted better for our kids. Right. So we bought in expensive areas. We send them to expensive schools. They have to have all this expensive technology. Right. And we started to make the workplace competitive. And right. so we started to say, if I can't get what I need from here, I'm going to quit this job. And so if you have a boomer parent and you ever went to them and say, I think I'm going to leave my job, they probably looked at you go, why would you do that? Right. Right. Don't you have a story when your mom was like, Oh, yeah. yeah when she I My very first job, I worked for a grocery store. I was in the union. I had medical and dental benefits and all the stuff. 
And I remember I got recruited because I gave amazing customer service. I got recruited into a sales position for AT&T Wireless. And my mom said, are you crazy to leave this job? (laughs) They work with your schedule. You have medical and dental benefits. And I was like, mom, I'm going to make more money in sales. And it's based on my individual contribution. So she goes, yeah, but your pay will fluctuate. Mm -hmm. So she valued stability and seniority and thought that I should stay in that job and work my way up because of the benefits. And I was like, F this, right? (laughs) It's about me. Like I can go out there. I can prove myself. I can be driven. Mm -hmm. So this is just so important for you guys to understand the different behaviors that we've created that usually are the opposite of what your parents teach you. Absolutely. And the crazy thing about the Gen X is the smallest generation Because we were kind of in that the baby boomers had kids and then they like paused. Well, here's what happened. The baby boomer mothers had children, but they were struggling because they were the first generation to be working outside of the home. So we were latchkey kids. They thought that they screwed us up. So they waited like 10, 15 years. Then they had more children. I have to break it to you guys. Y'all are the biggest complainers (laughs) of millennials, but you're their freaking parents. Right. All of our siblings are, they are all millennials and they are all children to the boomers. Yeah, they try to overdo or overcompensate what they didn't give the Gen X's to the millennials. And so giving them some of the things that I think stereotypically we think of millennials of being coddled and and all of these different. uh, And we'll get into the millennials in a second, but let me wrap up for us for context. So Gen X. As far as our attitudes towards careers, we are loyal to the profession, loyal to climbing the ladder in career and wealth, right? And we're not necessarily loyal to employers, though. So we started that and we passed that off to our kids, which I'll talk about in a second. We're digital immigrants. I remember it was graduation and we all had emails, Mm -hmm. right? But that was a very new thing. It was AOL. And then we think that phones are for calls, texting, and a little bit of productivity. And that's if you're older in the spectrum, right? We use our phones for everything. Consumption, we're about status, brands, and luxury articles. And then as far as signature products, we had cable TV, satellite TV, flat screens, 24-hour news, comic books, CDs, and Walkman. And now we have iPads, right? So let's talk about Millennium. But really quick. Let's From not. a pop <laughs> standpoint, I think our generation really pissed the boomers off and the silent generation oh, because sure. our music, we started Racy. to get pro- get provocative. I want to so we talk, yeah. So you <laughs> talk about, yeah, you talk about your parents and boomers who had music that was socially conscious, mm-hmm. that was talking about what they were going through when it comes to the war. And they were talking about love and happiness. Yep. And we, and we started talking about, Gangster rap and bumper grind. And we started to be really, really provocative. We started to say, if you're black and white, it doesn't matter. You should have jungle fever and be able to love who you want to love. Think about that was only 25 years ago. Absolutely. Right? So now let's get into millennials. You ready? Yeah. So millennials are currently about 23 to 39 years old right now. Mm -hmm. They believe in freedom and flexibility, mm-hmm. probably because they saw us work our damn faces off. They saw their big brother, their big sister, or maybe a young parent working really, really mm-hmm. hard, trying to keep the status that they wanted to keep, trying to make more money, right. living this capitalistic life. 
but also kind of losing themselves a little bit. Yeah. So here's their attitude towards career. It's a little bit different. We passed off to them that they should be digital entrepreneurs. So Mm -hmm. that's a big thing for millennials. They believe that they work with organizations to provide tips, solutions, contribution, but they do not work for an organization, Mm, which is huge, right? So if you just understand that one thing and you're working with other millennials, you think that they're entitled. They're just looking at work different than you. Yeah. So you might think you need work because you've got tons of bills to pay. They're like, look, I'm here to contribute what I have, my skills, but the company has to want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. And that's a big thing. They are looking at contribution. Right. Uh, and like, do I matter here? Is my work seen? And I think that that was very different Gen X. Gen X was about, can I move up this ladder and, and I got to do it for me because I don't want what happened to my parents to happen to me where they got laid off and yep. business went away. And now millennials are like, oh, yeah, if I walk in, how do I contribute to this place? Right. And if I can't contribute where it's seen and I'm recognized for it, then I don't want any part. I'll just find another job. Yeah, absolutely. Not a big deal. Right. There's no scarcity when it comes to finding a job. So a little bit about their technology attitudes. They're digital natives at this point. Mm-hmm. They grew up with handheld devices in their hands. They believe that phones are for calls, texts, emails, productivity. As far as consumption, this is interesting. They're minimalists, but they spend money on experiences. Right. So this is concerts. This is travel. This is quality products and particular food. Mm-hmm. So millennials don't have a problem buying a $7 cup of coffee if there's a story behind the brand and if they feel connected and they feel that it's conscious and in alignment with what their beliefs are. Yeah. And I think a big thing, too, to keep in mind as far as how they consume they were brought up in immediacy, like mm-hmm. things were fast. So Gen right. X is we got 24 hour news. Millennials got news how they want it, when they want it. On demand. On demand. Right. And so not having to go to Blockbuster Video to rent a movie, but actually going on your phone and pushing a button. Right. And you have it right in and there. Super important to note, because if you're a silent and you grew up on a farm in the military, you had bare basics. You didn't yeah. have a microwave. Right. So not only did the baby boomers get microwave food, but now millennials, you just get that shit delivered to you. Right to your door. I don't even need a microwave anymore. (laughs) So it's so important for you to understand that it's easy to place a label of entitlement on them because they were born in a generation where things are instant. And if you didn't get anything from this so far, that's it right there. You think that they're entitled, but really like there's no other reason why they should have to wait for anything. Mm -hmm. So if you're a business owner and you are not in the 20th century, are we in the 20th century? I I have no idea. I don't know what century. (laughs) If your business is not a business that offers delivery, if your business is not a business that has online access or a website or a social media following, then they don't even take your business seriously. Right. You've got to bring it to date. Yeah. And I think when you think about like in relationships with millennials, if you are Gen X or you're a boomer and you're listening to this and you say, well, how do I connect with them? When you know that they're looking at their lives saying, if this is not happening right now, then it's not going to ever happen. Well, let me tell you, the context that they like think of things in is contribution. Mm -hmm. They are huge and massive contribution seekers. They're eager to create. They're eager to contribute. And they want their work to matter. The problem is, is oftentimes the older generations don't give them a reason to want to matter. Right. They want you to come in. Let's say if you're an older generation, you want these younger generations to come in, 
It should be common sense. They should do what they're told. No questions asked. Why do I have to motivate you? Well, if somebody values contribution, they want to be seen. They want to know that what they're doing matters. Unfortunately, you got to show them why mopping the damn floor is important. Yeah. And I think that that's very different from the previous generations because I think that like we talked about uh, the independence of the Gen Xer would probably say that I found my own why I'm trying to drive up this corporate corporate ladder. Well, that may not be the goal right. with the millennials because they actually change jobs far more frequent than any other generation. The average millennial holds a job between eight months and a year. Yeah. And so they are like quickly saying, if I can't contribute, I'm moving on. I'm yep. trying to find a place where I matter. And I think that that is a very big thing to think about. Right. And when you think about even just like from a standpoint of saying, hey, I just hired a millennial that's younger. Like, how do you get them to matter? How do you right. get them to feel like they're contributing? And you have to challenge them in different ways. Also, it's important to know that they have opinions because they are considered globalists. Mm -hmm. They're woke on things that are happening because they have immediate news. So they're going to be the generation that questions everything. And if you don't give them a why, then you're going to have a tough time gaining their contribution. And they are self-oriented in the sense that they need to, again, feel like they matter. And I think socially, I think one of the things that's really interesting about millennials, and I think it gets into the Gen Zers even more, the, there's a cultural blend, right? And so I think during the Gen X times where you had, quote unquote, black music or hip hop music, mm -hmm. and you had demographics that were fit a certain stereotype or characteristic. Well, there are literally no color lines. Yeah, now. and now millennials are like, I can live in Alaska and I can be all about Drake. Right. Because the internet has kind of blended that and bridged those gaps. So now socially things have changed. Culturally, things are more widespread. Right. And there's no like stereotype. Those things have been broken. Right. So as far as technology, their signature products, they are, well, as far as like consumption, they're minimalists again, but they spend money on food and things that are important. So this is why Coachella exists. Mm. This is why Starbucks exists, right? Right. And as far as like signature products, they have blogs. They grew up with iPods, streaming music, podcasts. Hello, push podcasts. <laughs> And everything is touch type for them. They have Siri. They have Alexa. There's lots of technology to help them live their lives, right? Right. So, okay, let's talk about the Gen Z generation. So Gen Z is currently 4 to 24. So let's just say if you're born, like you're an infant now, if you're a toddler, up yeah. to 24. <laughs> these are our children. Yeah. They are Gen Z. Let me tell you a little bit about Gen Z. They, as far as aspirations, causes and self-interest rank extremely high for them. Mm -hmm. They want to know why something is important. They want to know, why are we fighting this? Right. Why would we care about this? Why does this make sense? Again, if your grandparent is silent from the silent generation, they don't understand why the hell your kid has so many damn questions, Yeah, right? As far as careers and like aspirations towards earning money, they are considered career multitaskers. They literally think that they can do anything and earn a living in any way, shape, or form, right. which has proven to be true. Mm -hmm. So let me talk to the older generation for a second. Our kids hate when old people ask them, so what do you want to be when you grow up? It's such an old question. <laughs> like Stop asking. 12 things. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm going to be a hairstylist. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to be a stockbroker. Yeah. I'm going to be a world traveler and I'm going to have a famous YouTube channel. And I think the main thing, the reason why is that 
information from them right now, the ability to gain knowledge is like so quick, so fast that yeah. they're thinking, well, I can just learn that really quickly on the internet. Right. And then, then and I can let me tell that. you, you guys, they're smart as shit. Okay. Yeah. Last night we had a plumber come the other day and he said, you know, there's a new law that passed. And if you take longer than a seven minute shower, you're going to be fined a thousand dollars per person, <laughs> up to 10,000 people, up to $10,000 because the average shower uses 40 gallons of water. And I was like, what? Like he had me all like, oh my God, you guys need to take four minute showers, right? We need right. to be on water conservation mode. So Jordan, before I finish the sentence, she goes, mom, that's not true. You'd have to take a 12 minute shower to use 40 gallons of water. Yeah. But if you take a bath, then yes, you're right. That's 40 to 60 gallons of water. And I'm like, wow, right. this I can't even have a conversation without her fact checking, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I learned in that moment, like I just listened to what he said. She immediately Googles it. She's mm -hmm. like, mm, not true. So, so important, again, for you to understand, they're not being little assholes. They're not being smart asses. They're not fact-checking you because they think you're stupid. They're fact-checking you because these devices are at their fingertips, so why wouldn't they? And they navigate with them extremely fluidly. So they were born with it in their hands. Right. Like the millennials, they gravitated to it pretty quickly early on in life. But these Gen Zers, like they were born with it. I mean, you, well, how often you walk you around go to a restaurant and, and you see, see a baby iPad. watching an iPad. Yeah. And so their form of entertainment will change. Their form of connection will change. And what will happen is the millennials and the Gen Xers will say, well, you don't like to talk to people anymore. You don't right. like to see people face to face. And, and they're, they're like, like, I don't have to. I'm playing with my friend in yeah. China via FaceTime for them is reality. connection. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're considered technoholics. And they believe that phones are for calls, texts, emails, social media, streaming content, submitting homework, grocery shopping, ordering food, ordering anything that they want Doing at their, their fingertips right now. Can I tell you, we were talking the other day about like redoing the house. And as we're talking, Kayla's on her phone ordering posters from Amazon. She primes them. And yesterday comes home from school. She's like, did all my posters get here? Literally, this conversation happened less than 24 hours ago. Right. And she's in there last night hammering up these posters, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes the older generation, we take pride in making shit take way longer than it right. has to. Do you know we're the only ones that want to go to the mall? Our children don't want to go to the mall. They're like, what's so the point? when we're afraid of how they're going to ruin the world in the years to come, malls are going to go away because they don't even want to go to the mall. Right. And that's okay that things change, right? Yeah, and I think this is a generation that is still evolving and still finding their way. And so like with every generation, there's always going to be some dissension to what they saw before, and they're going to want to do the opposite. And so we may see this generation start to move away from social media. They start using it less than the millennials generation before them and the Gen Xs before them. But we don't know that they are still growing. They are still shaping what they don't know if they're being ruined right, by the, not, them being a baby right. and us handing them an iPad. We don't do that just so we're clear. Well, but. we don't know. And that changes the way the brain operates. That changes how they interact with people socially. Right. All those things kind of play a part. And I think the biggest thing is being open minded and objective when you look at it and say, well, how will they change the world? How will world? they communicate? Because like we've just talked about in this podcast so far, each generation changed the world some way right. that at some point you have appreciated or you have benefited from, whether it be socially, economically, from a technology standpoint. And so I think that what happens is, is before we start to 
like really judge and start to place labels on mm-hmm. these generations, we need to really back up and say, well, they're going to change the world somehow. They are in their way. In their way. They see the opportunities. They see what's wrong with the prior generations and they're going to change it and they're going to find a way to make things better. Right. So they value the Gen Z, the newer generation. They value experiences, festivals, travel, flagship and food. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, they do not have an aspiration to grow up, be a homeowner and find a job that they're going to be loyal to for 50 years. No. So hopefully if you're in the elderly generation, you can understand that we tried to give you the most respect and kind of paint a picture of why you have these sort of views and beliefs. They're based off of your experiences. And hopefully if you're from the younger generations, you can have a little bit more sympathy, empathy, understanding for why maybe your grandparents act and have the same or differences than you because we all need each other. Yeah. And, and one of the things I would say is that working with a few Gen Zers and then obviously having children, they actually gravitate to things that really inspire them. So they love hearing things that make them think differently, that provoke them in some ways. I've had many different people that were like, say, 23 and younger. Mm-hmm. I've talked to them about something and they like come back and they're I think there's a greater sense of empathy from this group where they come back and they say, I just want to tell you what you said really stuck with me. And so there's something about this generation that they didn't hear early on in life that when they hear it now, they're like, oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Coupled with the fact that they love causes. Mm -hmm. They love to be a part of things like like our kids all the time. They'll read something online and you should see how empathetic they are. Can Mm -hmm. you believe this is happening? It's almost like they have been kind of closed off to the horrors in life because they haven't seen a war like mm-hmm. our generation right. millennials did. Like They t- haven't seen an economic September crisis. September 11th was not real for them. Right. It, was, it was like reading Something the history, they hear in history. history books, mm-hmm. right? The financial crash, they were really young, so right. they don't even don't know. Remember. So this generation hasn't gone through some of the devastations that other generations have they gone through. They believe in equality on all aspects, though. Right. Like, this is the generation that's like, why are you asking me if I'm a boy or a girl, yeah. man or a woman, my race? That's my information. Why right. are you asking? And they're very socially conscious around inclusion. Yeah. I will tell you like Gen Xers, our generation, we got bagged on. (laughs) We probably started being bullied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This generation, I'll tell you like the younger generation and some of you are going to say, well, people still get bullied for the most part. Every single conversation we have talked to our kids about, like there's a girl at the school, the high school who has a disability. She's voted one of the most popular kids in the school. Which brings me to tears. And I think, wow, that would have never happened when we were in junior high or in high school, right? Yeah. And here, every single person on campus is respecting her and loving her and putting her up on their shoulders at the homecoming game. And I'm like, this is so amazing. So the point of this episode is to hopefully inspire you to embrace the change and to not be blaming the younger generation for ruining things. Because let's be real, my grandmother, she still writes handwritten letters. I told mm-hmm. you it's the most amazing thing. When she sends checks to the kids, they don't know what to do with the checks, <laughs> right? And yeah. they want to thank her and they want to love her and they want to FaceTime her, but she doesn't have an iPhone, right? <laughs> yeah. So then her feelings might be getting hurt because they didn't take the time to write her a handwritten right. card, but they don't buy cards. That's not something they would be Amazon priming, right? So they got to catch you when you're at home, when it's a good time, call your landline. So I think just having these conversations will allow us to maybe have some 
understanding for where we need to meet each other in the different generations. And I'll just give you four words. I think you need to connect, like find a way to connect what is your generation, what's important to your generation, and then look at the generation that was before you and then after you. I think you need to try to find ways to relate. I think when you do that, then you get a better understanding. You gain empathy. I think you need to inquire. You need to ask questions. I think we ask a lot of questions and not judge the answers, but really think about what they're at, what they're saying and what they went through that will will give them those answers, will, will put that mindset in their head. And then I think you need to find ways to inspire, meaning that like you present things that may be different for them, but you meet them where they are yep. and then they are inspired to say, oh, I never thought about that. That's why you guys went through that. Right. Oh, I see. And then now you've kind of helped shape them. And you've helped change perspectives. I can tell you that our boomer parents, I think we've done a really good job with doing all four of those things. We've inspired with them. We've inquired. We've inspired them we've a re- lot. Re- we've related it. Yeah. They're get it together. Those even things when, are socially unacceptable when you say Even them. when Nana came and, and, and stayed with <laughs> yeah. us, I think we showed her some things. And, and We took her on a paint and yeah. sip. We took her to an escape room. Yeah, she had a great time. Absolutely. But I learned so much from them too. 100%. And so I think I would say... Stay in learning mode. Like mm-hmm. you've got to be learning from the older generation to see what traditions you might want to pass along. And you've got to be learning from the younger generation. Are you done with your thing? Can I say one more yeah. thing? So Jordan was 10 years old. I don't remember what grade that was, but I heard this thing on talk radio and it said that the generation Z generation is the largest generation to ever be born in history, right? They're still being born right now. And they said when Gen Z is 30 years old, so when our children are 30, half of the planet, 50% of the planet will also be 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, what does that mean, right? What does that mean for our daughters? So I picked Jordan up. She's 10 years old. And I said, hey, mommy heard this stat today, and I want to know what your thoughts are. So I said, when you're 30 years old, 50% of the planet, when you look around, is also going to be your age. So that means they might be having kids, maybe buying a house. You're going to be 30 together. What does that mean for you? And she said, can I think about it? Because is this one of those questions you already know the answer to? I said, (laughs) no, I really don't know. It's going to be your generation, your world. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. So she gives it about an hour. She comes up to me. She said, you know what, mom? I was thinking about it. And if I'm 30 and half of the planet is also 30, that means things are going to be really competitive. I'm going to have to be the best in everything if I want to fight for a job. She said, but you know what? That's going to be hard. So in order to like pay for our families and support our families, I think we're going to be the next generation of inventors. We're going to change the world because there's not going to be enough jobs to go around and we're going to have to earn a living somehow. So I think we're going to get really, really creative and we're going to start inventing. And I thought, oh my God, if I die today, you're going to be totally fine. And I learned that in that moment from her, we don't have to have the answers. We just have to be excited about what's to come for them, excited about what they'll come up with, excited about how they want to earn a living. Do you know there are people on YouTube that make a million dollars a year just tasting, testing, and reviewing things? So they think that I'll just find whatever job I want. I could start a YouTube channel. Now, granted, it's not that easy, but it's easy enough to where 10-year-olds are making $50,000 a month, right? Absolutely. So- so much stuff that we want to pour into yeah. you and talk about this. <laughs> we, we can talk could about do this for days. For sure, because we're leading teams that we know it's our responsibility to show up and serve and inspire. 
not just show up and boss around and tell them to, what to do. Mm-hmm. And some of you, if you are leading or managing millennials or Gen Zers, they don't want that. They want you to inspire them. They want you to start a fitness challenge with them. They want you to show you why it's important to mop the floor or to give good customer service. Also, they don't know what good customer service looks like. And they, they maybe never mopped the floor before. Right, so. because good customer <laughs> service is different to them yeah. than it is a boomer, right? Yeah. So please be empathetic, be asking questions, be inquisitive, and be a freaking good person regardless of what age you are. If you're looking for resources on how to learn more about these different generations, please go to thepushpodcast.com. We've got some printouts for you. And have these conversations with your kids. In the next few episodes, we're going to be bringing on different people of different generations. So who's the coolest 80-year-old that you know? We want to interview them, right? I picked my Nana. She's 91. And that woman is sharp. She still listens to news. She knows everything from like the 20s to the 2020s, yeah. right? Or 2020, whatever the heck, however you say it. I don't know. <laughs> but I want to know who's your favorite millennial? Who's your favorite Gen Xer? Like we want to see if we can get them on the podcast and get their perspective because we could talk about this for hours. Absolutely. And so I think that's a great way to end it. And we will see you guys soon and push through. Yeah. And share this episode, please. Oh this yeah. Conversation please needs share to happen. this episode because I think it's worthy. And I think that people can gain a lot from it and they can build better connections with each other. And if you got something out of it, as always, please rate and review, but more importantly, share it. So that way we can change the world together. Let's push through friends. Thank you for listening to the push podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.